0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hour number two of Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, along with Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. In the first hour of the show, Wayne Gretzky joined us on Oilers Now along with John Shannon in this hour in 29 seconds time Matthias Eckholm and at 135 today for contract equipment limited George LaRock uh, do you want to mention to you guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite Teppanyaki Steak Restaurant book your vacation for the census at jvedmonton.ca a number of years ago um, a guy named Mike Norris who many of you know in town uh, and we are a Ford show the orders are a Ford property but Mike Norris actually owned a Ford dealership at one time. Uh, he's he's got he's with Volvo and he brought uh, a guest in and I mispronounced the guest name. Uh, it was during the lockout year in twelve thirteen. in The first half of the year It's one of my most embarrassing moments. But I uh, mispronounced uh, this gentleman's name about six times during the course of the interview. Why can we still laugh about it today? I don't know if he drives a Volvo. I'm going to guess he probably does. In fact, I know he does. But we're going to head off to the RiverCreek Resort and Casino hotline and welcome to the show. Edmonton Oilers defenseman Matthias Eckholm Hello, Matthias. It's Bob. How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm good. How are you? Good. And I know. I know fully well. You're in a Volvo. Uh, we hooked. Uh, uh, we had Wayne on the show, and of course, Keith Kretzky does some great work. And Keith uh, Keith's a big golf fan, and so is Mike Norris. So uh, Mike's a great guy to deal with, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it's great. He's um, been tremendous for, for me and my family. It's, uh, uh, they've been very nice. We obviously love Volvo. It's a Swedish brand, and we think that they're the best cars in the world. And to be able to be hooked up here in Edmonton has been great.
0: I have a, an agent friend by the name of uh, Jerry Johansson who uh, says to me, Bob, uh, I'm going to give you a little word of advice. You never go wrong um, when you go find players out of a place that starts with an S. Sweden or Saskatchewan, as a rule of thumb. <laughs> so what, what is it? What is it about? Uh, what do you think it is, Matthias? About because I, I you know, we had Oscar Kleffbaum here, Adam Larsson, wonderful guy. Um, what is there just something about a sensibility that with, with how pragmatic uh, Swedish people are? What do you think it is that you know? Because Swedes have a really good reputation around the National Hockey League as being great guys to deal with.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't even know. It's it's a good question. I think it's probably the way we're raised. Um, I think Sweden. It's funny that you do Saskatchewan. I've met a couple guys and I played with a a Tanner Janow here in Nashville uh, for a couple of years, and and I feel like guys from from the whether it's saskatchewan or sweden they are kind of the hard working mentalities you you earn, you get what you earn type of type of guys and um are all about the team team first and and that's kind of been uh been in the league for a long long time or at least ten plus years now and I haven't met many Swedes that aren't like that or Saskatchewan guys either, so um, I think I think it's the way the mentality uh, that we have in in our country and, and the way we try to uh, conduct ourselves. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Obviously, everybody's different, but I feel like for for the most part, that's uh, that's kind of what we're we're trying to do.
0: You've spent your entire career at the Nashville Predators. You get moved to the Edmonton Oilers in the biggest uh, trade deadline day move that Ken Holland had made in about, you know, or roughly close to the deadline in about uh, 12 to 15 years. Uh, it, it had to be a little bit unsettling leaving an organization that you started your career and had a lot of success with. How do you think it's gone to this point? And, and hey, it's 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 a half a season or a quarter season, a couple of rounds of the playoffs, but how do you think it's gone?
1: yeah obviously to start it was it was a a whirlwind of emotions you know that's nashville was the only place i've known in the league obviously you you travel around but uh as far as living and we had a obviously when you have a family you have two kids you have a third one here coming soon but uh when you have two kids you kind of create something outside of the hockey world too mm-hmm. where it's whether it's friends for your for your kids or, or i mean doctors everything that's you you create your your world around it and then when that just it's like a carpet's getting um dragged out of, under your feet and you just stand there and you get into a new place that um you've never lived in or, or whatever it's it's scary obviously but um everyone's been so great everybody the organization is, is, has been great um, taking care of not just me. I, the, the It sounds weird, but the easy part is the on-ice part where, where I go and, and I get 25 new friends and, and the whole management that, that wants to put me in the best position to succeed. That's kind of the easy part. The hard part is when you got to move your family and you got to put kids in the new schools and and, and find a house and and all that kind of stuff. But uh we've been chipping away. Everybody's been great. Um we're really enjoying our time so far. I think um as a family it's gone really well and and kids are into schools now and and we've found a house and and everything's going well. We're in a really good community. So in that part is it's been really good and then on ice as you said it's just been a couple months or, or three four months here but um i think we have a, a i think the world of this team i think we we have close to everything you you see now what vegas is doing i didn't uh, i mean it's still not pisses me off but it's it's still hard to watch because i think we're not a much worse team than vegas if, if worse at all i think we um, could have done some things better in that series, but that also tells you how close we are of, of doing something really great, and, and it's going to be exciting years ahead.
0: Uh, Matthias Heckholm joining us in orders now. Bob Stoffer with you. Matthias, it's just simple. You lose a series in four or five, you get beat. You lose a series in six or seven, sometimes it's a bounce or a call. That's kind of that's how it works. I just wanted to circle back. You said the hockey part's the easy part. Um, I'm old. I came out of, you know, had the privilege of watching uh, the University of Alberta, which has been a dominant youth sports program. That's where Derek Ryan played. They've played zone defense forever. The NBA outlawed zone defense because it worked. I'm trying to think, uh, you know, and I think I talked about this once with Chris Mason before. The, The system you guys played defensively, if I recall correctly, in Nashville, basically you always had kind of a defenseman. In front, kind of protecting the crease, and you didn't necessarily allow your demon to range a little bit higher. So, simply put, was it a bit of an adjustment? Like, how different was the style of defense that Edmonton was wanting to play here as opposed to maybe what you played for uh, in Nashville?
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, I shouldn't say the hockey party's is easy. Hockey is hard as well. But uh, out of those things, when you get to a new place, yeah. it's the thing that settles, I guess, most naturally. I think that's a better word to use. But um, and and to your question, I think. Yeah, we did have more of a zone defense in Nashville. Uh, it wasn't fully a strict zone, but um, I, I I had Heinze for three years, and we played that, but with with Laviolette, it was way different. So I think I've played both styles. Yeah. Um, I think maybe um, it is – obviously, when you come into a new team and everything, a lot of things are new, but um, the defensive part is maybe what is my job or my f- number one – priority of of doing, playing good defense and all that, so I put a lot of emphasis on it, um, and try to learn it as quick as I can, obviously there's uh, you need time, and you need uh, reps of doing it to to get it to, you don't want to be reacting out there, you want to have it in the back of your mind, and you just you just kind of, you know in the back of your head what you're doing at all times, you don't even have to think, you're you're just out there playing, and you know what your teammates are doing and all that, and that's taking time obviously, I think we, we did a decent job of it within the months I was with Edmonton with the Oilers but um there's for sure room to grow in that department
0: we're joined by Matthias Sacco uh Evan Bouchard you got paired with him imme- immediately and he just completely took off obviously it was obscene what the power play did in, frankly in the regular season and in the playoffs it's the greatest power play we've ever seen but why did the partnership work between the two of you guys
1: that's a good, a good question. I've I've gotten it a couple of times. First of all, I've, I think I've got some good experience of playing with younger D-men. Um, I think I know um, a little bit what to, I guess tell him and, and what the focus should be. Cause I can't tell him how he's gonna play offense, cause he's a way better offensive defenseman than I am. And, and sometimes you do things out there that, I mean, I wouldn't even think about. So it's it's great to play with. Him. I I love playing with a player like that, cause. I think, he, I think I'm think i pretty good at just telling him, like, just do this. We don't have to be great defensively. We, as long as we can just play even defensively, we're going to get our chances offensively. And that's just been the mindset of it. I think we've had a really good um, chemistry uh, in that regard. I think he's, he's a great kid. He really wants to learn. He's not somebody that just comes and says i don't want to play defense it's not my thing he He really wants to do well in defensive zone as well and then quite frankly if you're going to be a top defenseman in this league and play the 25 minutes a night you're gonna have to defend some good players because you're not just going to play the third and fourth line because he don't simply don't play those minutes so um i think he's he's a great kid i think he he as the season progressed since i got in i think we we took steps defensively i still think again there's room for improvement but um he really I think emphasized the, 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 that part where okay I, I, I gotta be able to just defend a little bit but then just play my game and that's what I was trying to tell him the whole time you, you're gonna have to do you're gonna do mistakes if you're an offensive defenseman in this league you're gonna do mistakes out there it's gonna hurt at times but you're just gonna have to move on and i think he's done a great job of that so uh he's a great player and i'm excited to play with him
0: i'm quite bullish on philip broberg uh did you have a chance to get to know him was there mentoring opportunities for for you because i'm sure he's probably a little bit frustrated that he doesn't have at this stage a little bit more traction in his career to this point
1: yeah, he's uh, he's such again. The, the, I feel like he's, he's a great kid. He again came to me. I think it was like the second day I was here or something. He came to me and he's like, just so you know, like whenever I play, if I play four minutes, if I play fourteen, if I play twenty, whatever it is, like if you see things, come and tell me. Like if, if whether it's good or bad, I, I want to know. I want to grow. I want to be better. I, I know I can be and, and all that. So he's just in that position right now where it's he just needs, as you say, he needs some traction. He just needs to. To, to, to get that over that little hump where, where he feels comfortable. Because at times with young defensemen, and I was the same way early in my career, like there's got to be a point where you're playing to, I don't know how to put it, but you're, you're playing to win more than you're playing to not. Lose kind of thing, and it's it's that mentality with him right now. I think he's he's. I think the world of him. I think he's a great. He's such a good prospect, and, and I think he once he figure once he's figured figured it out, I think he's going to be a great defenseman. But it's it's up to him a little bit to to just find that and go out and be like, okay, coaches are telling me this, but there's going to be times where I'm going to have to take a chance at something. I got to have to make this risky pass, but. And nine out of the, eight out of ten, it's gonna work, and the two out of ten, it's 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 okay. Like it, it happens, mistakes happen. So um, I, I I'm trying to talk to him as much as I can, and, and I think he's he's gonna grow as as the the season comes around here again.
0: All right, I got a total curveball to wrap up, and you've been very kind. You've given us a lot of time, um, so I'm a, a bit of a I catch up on the the Netflix stuff uh, in the off season. You're in parent mode a lot, obviously. You got kids, uh, but I, I saw a Swedish uh, a doc last year or whatever, where it's sort of based on the life of this bank robber named Clark Olafson. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It's called Clark. Yeah. It was it was pretty wild. and pretty like this guy did some bizarre stuff in the nineteen seventies. Do you when you go when you and your uh, bride end up watch get a break from the kids and you're watching something? Do you do you end up watching any of the, any of the stuff that comes out of Sweden or anything like that?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're big big Swedish fans, so to speak. We'll be moving back whenever the career's done and all that. So um, we're big into kind of the. Um, I guess thrillers Swedish thrillers is like the Swedes love the whole like police drama kind of thing um, and those I watched the one Clark Olofs one that was really wild and, uh, but we also do we just started Succession we haven't seen that one yet so we're trying to get into that one and um, that's usually what we do and I mean hopefully in a, on a good day we get the kids to bed at 8 and um, we get like a, a two hour window where we can watch something and just uh, breathe and then that's usually what we do it's, it's, it's all the streaming services and we're trying to get through this some, some good shows
0: Alright, Matthias, thank you for giving us a lot of time and thanks for sticking around town and joining us here in Oiters Now Okay? No problem. Thank you. Have a great summer. You bet. That is Matthias Eckholm of the Edmonton Oilers, and it is 120 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening on Oilers now. 122 in uh, Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Scott, with you. Well, uh, comes as advertised, eh, Brendan? Like just well-spoken, nice guy, mature. He like asking how my day was before we even got him on the air. He might be the most congenial person I've encountered in some time. All right. I, I can't tell the story. It's pretty funny. Uh, the Mike Norris, Keith Gretzky story. Uh, Bob, wow. Uh, Matthias Eckholm is so well-spoken. You can tell we didn't just get a defenseman. We got a leader. No wonder Evan Bouchard got more comfortable. Uh, they'll play off uh, each other even more than just getting a top four D-man in the quest uh, for the cup. Uh, that one comes to us from Commando Paisani. Um Coach Mike says, "Bob, you referenced Vegas, uh, the brutal call, but San Jose scored four goals in the five-minute major to tie the game. Oilers managed only one in the crucial game five. That one comes to us from Coach Mike. You're right. Edmonton finished three for four in the power play in that game. Um, they had a two-one lead in that game, and uh, both on the power play." And we're up in game uh, number 5-2-1. Then we had the mystery holding call on Broberg. And then Janmark took a high stick. And it was a high stick. And the script uh, flipped. Vegas scored three quick goals, including an even-strength bomb after they sniped a couple on the power play, one on the five-on-three. And they were off and running. And it was 4-2, and then Edmonton got the major uh, uh, power play to work with. They got one goal from McDavid, but couldn't get another to tie the game and lost 4-3. So that is a fair comment. The orders did not work with the power play time that they had. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Richard says, wake up and smell the coffee, Bob. It's no fluke that no Canadian team has won since Gary's reign of terror has been in place. Last team to win the 93 Montreal Canadiens against... Wayne Gretzky, who joined us in the first hour, and the LA Kings. Again, you can text us anytime on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780 496 0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. You can also reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, same number, 780 496 0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Better. Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford, he'll tell you, advertising on Oilers now works. The phone has been ringing, but they're still in need of more quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for both trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership, call Johnny, Rich, Uncle Milton, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. That is Brent Ridge Ford on the... Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. George Larocque, by the way, is coming up at 135 today for Contract Equipment Limited. Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Hey, uh, the Canadians have the fifth overall pick. They're not going to get Connor Bedard, Brendan Escott, but did you see the pictures of Bedard at the uh, Combine this week? He was jacked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. First of all, he's like, what, 8% body fat, and he looks like he could, was just given her there on the, uh, on the uh, what do they even call that, the exertion test? Yeah, and they, he did 14 of uh, the pull-ups. Remember when Sam Bennett, I was, I, so... Yeah. This is a let me, let me tell you something. I love and I, I love doing this job. I'm privileged to do a job where it's a combination of roles where you get to do some color on radio and then you're you know, hosting a show called Oilers Now every day. Uh, you gotta do some work with Sportsnet during the intermissions and that sort of thing. But it's a good thing that there's no impetus to race off to the combine. Okay. I went to the combine in 2010 when McDavid was the uh, the pick was there in 11 when Nugent Hopkins was there was there in 12 you know we went we shuffled off to Buffalo um, for some of the combines as well dry settles year was in Toronto in 2014 and that was the year of Reinhardt dry settle and Bennett and I remember Sam Bennett didn't do a pull-up and I was like well, you know, and he'd had a long playoff run that year. Drysaddle, of course, in 2014. Prince Albert. Not a lot of people uh, were that effusive in their praise of his skating ability. I think there was a little bit of concern. But Connor Bedard. Here's what happened. Con- the same thing that happened to Tyler Sagan versus Taylor Hall in 2010. Brendan. That happened. So in that, remember, Hall won the Memorial Cup in 2010. He played right up. To the point of the combine, where Sagan got eliminated in like round two and he had time to hit the gym and he was jacked, okay? In Bernard's case, he got eliminated in round two by Saskatoon Blades. Was it round two or round one? That was the first round. That was the first round. Yeah. So, he, And some people thought he was going to go to the World Hockey Championship. I was... And I'm the one that thinks he's Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion was a stocky, skilled guy. Ten times Marcel Dion had 40-plus goals in the NHL. I believe that Bedard's going to be able to score on that level. I think Marcel Dion is the most underrated superstar in the history of the NHL. He was a hell of a player. So, But he's had time, and he put the time in the gym, and there was no question about that. All that said, it's a good thing that we're not making a concerted effort to go to the Combine because it means Edmonton's not drafting in the top five. You heard Matias Echol. is still pissed off that the team's not still playing. Wayne Gretzky, they're right there. George LaRock will shed his insight coming up for Contract Equipment Limited after a Global News Weather Traffic update with Randy Kilburn.